Blog Talk Radio. Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. We are live on the Red vs. Blue Show. Hello, everybody. I'm Scott Atkins, Team Legacy in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. As always, joined by the Big Blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Michael Trent. Mikey, it's week 16. If you are listening to this show, you're probably in a championship game. That's pretty freaking cool. What's going on, Mike? Hey, what's going on, Scott? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was I was asking uh, Rachel today, I said, you know, can you imagine yourself being in, in a position Come Sunday, to ch- for a chance for uh, all the big money, the two hundred fifty grand, the, the money, the big money. What would you be doing? What would we be doing if we were in, the, in that position? Uh, unfortunately, we're not in that position. But there's a lot of guys that are. Uh, uh, Chad Schroeder, uh, Glenn, Glenn Lally, uh, Armand Rose, uh, Brad Cruz. I mean, a lot of guys are in that position. So uh, it's man, it's. it's an exciting weekend getting ready to happen, Scott, and I just can't wait for it to come down for those guys. Uh, this is the Red vs. Blue Show brought to you by FFToolbox.com, home of the 2012 most accurate draft rankings, beat over 100 websites in the uh, quest for the title. This is going to be a big show, Mikey. If you're listening to this show, you're likely in the championship. And uh, look, that's, uh, that's, who's, that's who needs this information. They need to get all these Who Do I Starts right. Uh, a lot of people have already tuned out because they're out, and then they'll have to come back for some playoff fantasy football. Our playoff drafts will be starting up after Week 17 on the Monday following, so that'll be on the 30th of December, and we'll run those through January the 5th on that Saturday. And that will uh, the playoff draft world championship really cool. 199 to play, six team mini drafts. Mike, you remember that you placed very well and cashed a little money last year. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I uh, absolutely, uh, absolutely did. Had a uh, had a nice little run with the Baltimore Ravens. I took it. Uh, the draft ended up uh, falling uh, to me with a bunch of Baltimore Ravens. But it's a fun contest, and you know, it just keeps keeps the season going along, and it's a lot of fun. We've got a lot going on. We have the Dynasty Football World Championship uh, going on. It is Week 16 Championship Week there in the first year of the Dynasty Football World Championship. New concept. For Dynasty, it's never been done before where we've put together all of the best uh, Dynasty players, and these guys have won their leagues or have been in contention, 
and now they're trying to win uh, the title of Dynasty King in the Dynasty Football World Championship. Uh, Joe Marchman, Scurvy Cats, took over the lead in that contest last week after posting 196 fantasy points, and he actually went undefeated uh, in the in the regular season, Mike. That was wow. the only team across wow. all of our all of our contests that went undefeated. Joe Marchman. Uh, so we will uh, we're, we're happy for for Joe to be back on top, but he's got some competition. Mark Porwood is in second, four points back. Michael Weber, 18, and Paul Theoret, who is in our chat room, is 19 points back. Mike, any of those teams actually? As I look through here, you can yeah. go down all the way down to like the top 10, top 11 teams. 48 points. That's still striking distance for those teams. Absolutely, and you know the fun part about the dynasty leagues is uh, they just keep they keep moving and keep moving on uh, after you know after the Super Bowl is over with. So uh, you know it, it would be fun to uh, get a lot of those guys uh, involved into the show. Uh, maybe you know once the Super Bowl is over with, or maybe even after after this week uh, to let let us know what they're doing so well, what they're doing so special that makes them that good. Because, uh, you know, Dynasty is a hard, uh, it's a hard, a hard puzzle to uh, fill in. Dynasty's tough, Mike. You been drinking today? Have you had, have you had a few? Uh, one or two. Lay it on me. Give me the buzzer. I think it's going to be a long That's what I want to hear. It's going to be a long time. Hey. Scott, I, Scott, I think you're right. You you need to open the show up with that. Absolutely, that would do it. Well, we're we're gonna try to get through this together, people at home. Uh, 55 minutes with uh, Scott and Mike here on the Red versus Blue show, <laughs> uh, courtesy of FFToolbox.com and the Fantasy Football World Championships. The Roto Bowl is going on, Mike. The $25,000 grand prize mid stakes tournament. Chad Schroeder is leading this thing. He had a 251 point week last week. Uh, but again, when I look through the Rotobowl leaderboard, there are plenty of teams uh, down to the top seven within 50 points, and there's another there's 12 teams within 60 points. So again, yeah. that's within striking distance because you can put up a 230 or 240 or even like Chad did 250. Well, you could go you could blaze right to the top, and it's never over. So Rotobowl is the the contest that you did well in this year, Mike. You cashed yeah. a, a Rotobowl championship, a dominator of sorts where you won the most points and the best record, and you uh, you cashed $2,000 in that league. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I just had a uh, had a great team, great league. Uh, you know, I ended up uh, going 10-2-1 and one and uh, had the most points. And what's funny in the Rotobo uh, was I scored more points than my average. I scored more points in the last two weeks uh, than my average was through uh, weeks 1 through 13. So basically – you know, I haven't uh, taken a step back. It's just I never took a step forward in the playoffs. Hmm. So, uh, you yeah, know. Yeah, you posted good numbers, 161, 162, but that's just not enough in these high-scoring weeks. No, no. You, 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 you have to score 200 points. You have to expect yep. 200 points out of your team, and that's yep. all there is to it. But uh, it's been fun. Uh, I, had a, I had a good, te- good team and uh, had, a, had a lot of good luck, I guess. And you drafted that out in Vegas. We'd, we'd, we'd love to have you, if you're listening yep. at home, draft with us out in Vegas. If you can't make it in Vegas, that's great. But once you do it, I will promise you, you'll never watch opening weekend anywhere else again. Uh, it's that life-changing. But then we also have the opportunities to draft from home, online, in your jammies, if that's what you want to do, or, or uh, pop open your cold one and, and go you to Vegas. Go home. 
The Go world championship, the second world championship. I had an interview with Matt Bailey, our 2012 world champion, and uh, he was a gracious, a great champion for the first year, Mike. Uh, you couldn't ask for a, a more respectful champion than Matt Bailey uh, from Natick, Massachusetts. Now this year, we're ready to crown our second ever fantasy football world champion. $150,000 is going to one team. Right now, it looks like Chad Schroeder's in the driver's seat. <laughs> He's winning the Roto Bowl and the world championship. I've never seen anything like it. He posted 237 points with this team. So he has a 44-point lead over Glenn Lowy heading into the final week, Mike. He has a third-place team, and Orman right. Rose is in uh, number four. He's 64 points back. And I'll just mention Brad Cruz also in fifth at 72 points back. Pretty incredible that, Chad, I've never seen anything like it. He was the number one player going into this year. When you look at the world rankings, he's going to be the number one player after it's all said and done. Yeah, he's got to be. I mean, you know, the, the guy just, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know how he does it, but uh, he just basically uh, does what it takes to uh, to pick out the, the players yeah. that he needs to win. And, you know, I, I mean, that's a pretty incredible list that you're talking about. I mean, yeah. When you when you talk about he's uh, he's he's first Glenn Glenn second uh, Orman's uh, fourth and you know Brad Brad fifth I mean Gary I mean you're talking about guys that that are pretty good pretty doggone good players and still Chad's still right up there and also I think a lot of people may forget he placed third overall last year in the world championship and now he's looking to take it down. He was number one coming in. Like I said, he'll probably be number one coming out. And a lot of people ask me and Randy, I've I've told you guys this before, but every year when somebody asks me, well, you know, it's luck or skill. I'm telling you, I've watched this long enough to know these guys, there's a portion of luck. I mean, nobody, nobody disputes the fact that there's luck involved, you know, 30% luck, maybe, I don't know, but, 70% 70% skill, I would say, on the low side, if you ask me, at least 70% skill, because well, these guys are back up there every single year. I was, uh, you know, it's funny, I was talking at lunch with uh, Rachel today, and I said, you know what, it's not luck anymore. Uh, luck luck is when you win the lottery. But yeah, yeah. My, my, my definition of luck is when preparation meets opportunity. And obviously... Uh, uh, Chad and a lot of these guys, they're they're prepared, and their opportunity is there. All right, well, let's get right to Week 16. That's what everybody's here for. By the way, I want to do a, a quick shout-out to the chat room here. Some of the crew, uh, some of the best minds in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. Billy Waz going for some big money, $250,000 for Billy potentially this weekend. Cocktails and Dreams, Chad Schroeder. Fantasy QB, Dominic LaFerriere. I heard him on SiriusXM the other morning. He's going for $250,000 in a national contest this week. Henry Muto, here's another $100,000 winner. IPS driver, Paul Theoretti, Urinal Mint White Razors. Thank you for being in the chat. Let's get right to week 16, Mike. We're going to start with the Broncos at the Texans. Uh, this is a game that uh, everybody's expecting Peyton Manning to just kind of roll through the Texans right now. Texans lost 12 straight. You got Matt Schaub coming in with Andre Johnson. Andre's probably pretty happy about that because things haven't been going well. Uh, and they should be playing from behind. So, look, we already know the drill. You start all your Broncos. But as far as the Texans go, I think you start uh, pretty much all these Texans, guys. You, you start Andre. Uh, Dennis Johnson is probably the interesting character that we want to talk about. Mike, do you know anything about this kid? Yeah, uh, I know I'm uh, playing against him in a local league, and uh, I, I really don't know a whole lot about him uh, other than he's going to fill in for uh, Ben Tate. So, uh 
apparently he's going to be, uh, you know, is it a system? I mean, is it a system type deal? I don't know. Well, it is it is a system, but it's also Denver. They are awful against running backs. 100-plus yards to running backs in nine straight games. That's just silly. Uh, yep. Somebody else is capable of stepping up in, in, in – uh, in in that game, but um, I I think that's a very good bet for uh, for Dennis Johnson to to put up some numbers. Ben Tate is on IR, so I would again if you're in the daily games and you're playing DraftKings for the million, uh, we we'll talk we'll talk about that a little bit tonight. Dennis Johnson's a guy you can get for very cheap. Uh, he's a guy that I that I like this week. I've been kind of waiting for the opportunity. I've seen him a couple of times, and he looked just as good as Ben Tate in those in those limited opportunities. So I think they're they're obviously going to roll with him. The question is how much work is he going to get when they're playing from behind. And my answer to that right. is, look, if, if Peyton jumps out to a 21-point lead or maybe 28-5, 28-10, whatever it is, they can get five, can't they, with a safety? Yeah, I guess you could. Uh, Dennis Johnson is in, 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 in a role for those dumpers, right? Dennis Johnson will get those dump passes in the second half because Shaw will check down. They'll be back in prevent D. I, I could see a lot of receptions for uh, Dennis Johnson. Four or five receptions wouldn't surprise me even more. But look, the stats don't lie. Nine straight games, 100 yards uh, to running backs. Denver's not very good against the backs, even when they've been winning games. So it's a good opportunity. Well, I think you do have to try Andre Johnson as well in the daily games. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I can't see Andre, honestly. Uh, but I, no? I can see uh, – no, I can't. Not in this game. Not at all. Uh, mm. I can see uh, Houston just tanking completely and uh, getting ready for Bridgewater. Yeah, there, 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 there could be a, an opportunity. Look, there, the things aren't going well for Houston, and there, I, I could see them. Uh, you know, like Randy said, it might rest, it might give him a little bit of no reason to really. There's nothing really to play for. But I think Schaub is auditioning for a job, right? The fans paid good money for a ticket. If you're the coaching staff, you want to win this game, and it's a big, high-profile game against Denver at that. So the, there is a guy, Ryan Griffin, the um, the, the backup uh, tight end here, has an opportunity. He did very well last week. Tight ends have a grand total of two points and 25 yards receiving in the last two games against the Broncos, so not a big uh, a weakness of the Bronco linebackers. They do cover tight ends fairly well. Uh, but Ryan Griffin, well, we do like him in the daily games. And then I want to talk about Andre Caldwell real quick, and we'll move on to the next game. Caldwell's sneaky because you never know when Peyton's going to use him. He is the slot receiver in this offense. Wes Welker was the slot. Why wouldn't Caldwell be the guy in this game? The bottom line is Houston is so bad. They're so bad across all areas against number one receivers, number two, number three, and tight ends. It just depends on – Peyton has – he has opportunities to throw to anybody he wants in this game, and it's up to Peyton at this point. Well, are the fans coming to see the Houston Texans? Are, <laughs> or the, are the Broncos? Or are the fans – they're coming to see – they're coming to see Peyton. They're coming to see the receiving core, and that's what they're coming to see. Yeah, you might be right about that, Mike. That's a that's a good call. But yeah, I would uh, again. Houston's so bad. Uh, Julius Thomas should be uh, have have a very good bounce back game. Vikings at the Bengals, another one o'clock game, Mike. Let's run through these. Um, let's run through the guys that we like in this game. Now, look, there there is a possibility for bad weather here. Here in the Med- Midwest, they're talking about epic rain, like we've never we haven't yep. seen all weekend long. Uh, so they're, you know, they're calling about flood warnings, four to six inches of rain, and that's coming through the Midwest, through Indianapolis, probably right through Cincinnati too. So we have to be yep. very careful about what that means for for the game. Uh, you have Le'Veon Bell, who's a star uh, last week, that rushed for a touchdown against the Bengals, and you have Minnesota that has running back questions, Mike, 
Adrian Peterson has a very bad midfoot injury that I've heard from uh, several people that study injuries. They say those are more aggravating than high ankle sprains. If that's the case, I, I would shut him down. Now, but he, he, he defies all the odds, right? Going to. Adrian Peterson. It sounds like he's going to play. But I've heard this injury is yep. so aggravating that he could play on this, in, he could play on this practice and then in, uh, the next day be so sore that they shut him down. But you think he's going to go? Yeah, I, th- I think it will go. I-, I think it will go, and I don't know why. I mean, because uh, the other running back did just fine. Uh, this game Asiata. could be, it, yeah. It could, yeah, yeah, it could be very, uh, it could be very sloppy. But you know, these fields these days, uh, you know, when it's raining, it's not that bad. It's not that bad at all. So uh, they're going to go through a sloppy mess. But uh, you know, I, I really think that. Uh, the Bengals are going to have fun with uh, Geo because over and under in this game is 47 and a half. That's a lot of points. So there's going to be points scored from both ends, and I don't know, uh, I don't know where Minnesota is going to get their points scored from. But uh, you know, it, it, I mean, I just don't know where. Well, we'll, we'll see. Maybe a Corderell Patterson gets something going. Cincinnati is a very good defense. So we'll have to see. Greg Jennings definitely got things going. Clear go-to guy for Matt Castle. Uh, but, again, Asiata looked good. It doesn't look like he's going to play. So if Adrian Peterson does get shut down on Sunday morning and we find out about this, Gerhardt looks like a must-start. He's been, I mean, he's been yep. pretty good when he's been out there. If he gets some touches, I wouldn't have any fear at all putting him in my lineups, even in my no. DraftKings lineup. So. We're going to have to no, play this by no. ear. I know all the reports are very favorable. I'm just saying, guys, don't put it in the books yet that Adrian Peterson's going to go. I know most people think he is because he's Superman. Don't put it in the books. It's a very difficult injury to get past. On the on the Bengals side of the ball, A.J. Green's obviously the monster star here. Andy Dalton playing in some wind and some rain, a little bit concerning, but they should light it up, right? They should, they should really yeah. light up uh, the Vikings. The Vikings are one of the worst in the league here. Uh, it, it gives opportunities for all of these, all of these guys. And I, and I want to tell you something. When I look at, um, I do a lot of research on the uh, defense against number one, number two, and number three wide receivers. Right? Minnesota is average against number one wide receivers. They are almost dead last when facing number two and number three wide receivers. So a little bit of an opportunity for Marvin Jones maybe to get some of that action if Dalton feels like the coverage on A.J. Green isn't worth throwing to. That's a little tight. It might go to Marvin Jones, and it might be a, might be a decent day for him. Mm. So just keep that in mind. Giovanni yeah. Bernard's obviously a star. He can, he can break one of the house anytime. Uh, Browns at yeah. the Jets, Mike. 1 o'clock. Why don't, you, why don't you talk about this game? Browns at Jets. I don't know what to say. Josh Gordon. Uh, I don't know what to say either, uh, except for the, the Jets are a two-point favorite. But, uh, you know, honestly, Seeg's, uh some good things happening. Uh, out of, uh, the Jets, the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, but th- this game, you know, it, it's just it's pretty lame. Uh, neither team has much to play for, except for the Jets. Jets, I mean, you know, they still believe in Rex Ryan and – that, that that means a lot. That's got to mean a lot to the coach and uh, to everything that's going on around, around that uh, around that team. Now let's keep this one simple. You start Josh Gordon. Uh, <laughs> that's about it, yep. right? You know there yep. there aren't any Jets that I can tell you you should start. Ivory rushed 83 times for 475 yards over the last six games. Backs have scored in each of the two games against the Browns run D. 
uh, the last couple weeks. So I, I don't know. I, the Jets D is a little bit intriguing here. The Browns D is a little bit intriguing here. I, Jordan Cameron's out. Uh, that that does open up for a Louisville Cardinal there. Gary Barnish to get a little action. So you know he might get a little something. But Campbell looked good. Campbell looked game, real good this, last week. This game could end up three to nothing. No, no. It is a lower over-under, though. I saw it was like 40-and-a-half or something, or what was it? Yeah, 40-and-a-half. Okay. Well, look, uh, and I don't know who's going to run the ball here. Is it going to be Edwin Baker? Uh, you know, I, I I don't know. The Jets have been I'm allowing playing. some rushing yards over 103 straight games, and, and they had been very stout against the run, but not so much anymore. So if I were the Jets, I'd be doubling and tripling Josh Gordon because uh, that's who's going to beat you in this game. Got to get him in your daily lineups for sure. Saints at the Panthers, Mikey. This is an interesting game because wow. oh, you talk about a you talk about a battle here. Drew Brees lit them up. Drew Brees lit them up uh, a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah, but <laughs> Drew Brees oh. and the New Orleans Saints—they're not the same team on the road. I mean, I, I don't know what the deal is with these guys, but they're not the same team on the road. You know how many quarterbacks have thrown for multiple touchdowns against the Panthers? How many quarterbacks? Randy, you know? How many? Randy's our producer no. uh, this evening in, in the booth. Uh, one quarterback's thrown for multiple touchdowns. That was Drew Brees at 304 on him at New Orleans. That's the only – that's just nuts, right? I mean, that's just crazy. The yeah. Panthers have allowed one quarterback to throw for multiple TDs. So, look, it's Drew Brees. And he can throw to Colston, he can throw to Graham, he can throw to anybody when he's in the groove. The question is, is this one of those groove games? Or is this the Panthers proving that they belong at this level at home, probably the biggest game of their, of the, you know, in years for the Panthers? Yeah, in their franchise, it's got to be one of the biggest games that they've had. Uh, they're, they're already proving themselves. Uh, they don't have to prove it to me. Um, but it's, this is a statement game at home against New Orleans. Uh, honestly, I, I took New Orleans in a pool uh, this week, but I still have this feeling that Carolina, their defense is that freaking good. Well, just to break down the numbers a little bit about Carolina, they're number 18 overall against number one wide receivers, but they're number three overall against twos, and they're number five overall against threes. So just keep that in mind. So not a bad matchup for Marquez Colson. And there has been some synergy. Chad Schroeder knows something about Marquez Colson. He has him on that team. And he's done very well the last couple of weeks. Had his best game of the year against Carolina when he caught nine passes for 125 and two scores. Uh, and he's been hot since then. So uh, this, is, uh, this is an interesting game. But it is outdoors. He's yet to score a touchdown outdoors this year. I'll just tell you. He, he hasn't scored one outdoors. Just, just keep that in mind. I don't know what to think about Steve Smith. He hauled in six passes for 49 and a touchdown in the first game against him, and then he has three catches for 20 yards last week. So, I don't know. Uh, he's still looking for his first game of more than 70 yards receiving on the year. He has just one touchdown since week seven, so you really can't trust Steve Smith anymore. It's just – now, Randy, you said yeah. uh, one running back you were very high on this week was uh, D'Angelo Williams. Yeah, well, Sean McCoy. Yeah. You said – well, yeah, you, you like D'Angelo Williams. I do. Uh, yeah. Look. I do, too. D. Will was the man last week, right against uh, against the Jets. Yeah, he he, he kind of uh, he I kind like of looked D. good. And... I like D. Will or Tolbert, either one, uh, because uh, it seems like in the red zone, New Orleans tends to give up uh, a lot of rushing uh, uh, touchdowns. Yeah, 
uh, well, Mike Tolbert gets the goal line. That's the only thing I can't stand. Unless you're unless you're punching it in, from, unless it's uh, D. Will running it in from twenty, I don't think he's going to get the goal line. And you still got Cam Newton to defend up there either. So, uh, okay, good game, uh, good game there. That should that should be fun. Let's move on to the Dolphins at the Bills, Mike. This team is in utter disarray right now. The Buffalo Bills, uh, they lose their quarterback E.J. Manuel. They lose Stevie Johnson in this game. Uh, so now it looks like it's Robert Woods getting the start with, uh, is it Tool or who's getting the start here for Buffalo, Tool. you know? Tool. Tool's Tool. getting the start. Yeah, so, Tool's getting the start, and uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough going for them uh, because uh, the reason I say that is Miami is, man, they are pushing that playoff button. They're really trying hard. So, uh, yeah. you know, they had a great game last week, and uh, in this game I still say, uh, you know, uh, Wallace could be a very, I mean, he he's very viable uh, uh, in this game for Miami. So, uh, you know, Miami's favorite on the road. Uh, so we'll see what happens. No running back has scored on Miami in five straight games. No running back group has rushed for 100 yards in the last four for Miami. So they're very stout there. Makes it a little difficult to count on Fred Jackson and Spiller, who you would think would get a lot of work in this game. And, and so that's where my attention first goes. They are going to get some work. But just how effective are they going to be? Uh, then you've got Robert Woods and Marquise Goodwin uh, as some possible guys here. I will tell you that Miami is very stout against the number one wide receivers. They're sixth overall against the ones, 28th overall against the twos, and they're number one overall against the threes. So if you can figure out who's on the other side of the yeah. field as the two, you might have an opportunity there. Uh, so what about the what about a sneaky play of the Miami backs? What if it was Lamar Miller? You know, you know, everybody goes off if you're playing Buffalo, right? Everybody goes Same off. Back, Jordan Todman had 110 yards rushing, and in five straight games, they've allowed 110 yards at least. Six rushing touchdowns over that same span. So I'm thinking Lamar Miller, Daniel Thomas, as much as you might not like them, uh, they're probably going to have a, a pretty decent day here. Thomas seems to be the yep. guy that gets the red zone and the goal line, though, and Miller – is the guy that gets the yardage. It's, it's just kind of split like that. It's not uh, It's not anything you'd count on. If one of those guys would be gone, this would be a good matchup, but unfortunately that's not the way it's uh, the way it's working. I like the Bills' D I in this. I think I like the Bills' D. Yeah, I, yeah, I do. I like the Bills' D in this, uh, but I still think uh, Miami's got enough to do what it takes to you know, take care of business. Uh, you know, I wouldn't rely on that running game at all. Uh, Lamar Miller, uh Daniel Thomas, whatsoever. Uh, they're going to go how, with that. Hey, uh, Mike, how about Mike Wallace? Yo. He had 80-plus yards and a touchdown three of his last four games. It's kind of hot. Kind of hot. That, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. They, they've been uh, – Tannehill's been uh, connecting with him. So, that sounds like that's going to be the connection. Buffalo is 19th against number one wide receivers. don't forget about Clay. 19th, I like Clay. I like Clay. 19th against number yeah. ones, number one against number twos. So not good news for Hartline, but looks like Wallace might be able to get something. The Bills have allowed only three receiver touchdowns in their last six games. So interesting there. But you like Clay. I, I kind of do too. Clay might be Clay might be a big play this week. Uh, you know, if, if you have if you play. have to plug him in, do it. That rhymes, Mike. Clay has at least six catches and 80 yards in two straight and three of his last. Four before being held to one catch for six yards by the Patriots last week. Only one catch uh, in the first meeting with the Bills. 
but uh, look, the Bills have allowed a tight end touchdown in four straight games. So, yeah, if you want a touchdown, Clay might be your guy. Clay yep. might be your guy. Buccaneers at the Rams, Mike. Give me one guy from this game that you feel real good about starting. Buccaneers at the Rams. Buccaneers, Rams, holy crap. Um, Don't Williams, say Timothy Mike Ray. Williams. Huh? Mike Williams, <laughs> out for the yep. year, bud. <laughs> Come joke. on. Come on. You're joking. That was a joke. Okay. All right. All right. I was gonna. I was going to buzz you. Uh, V-Jax. No, that totally was a joke. Uh, V-Jax, you know what? Right? This is going to be tough. Um, gosh. I'm kind of like a Bobby I'm, Randall. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go Bradford. Did he just say Bradford? Did he just say Bradford? Oh, God. Jeez, somebody save me. Somebody save me. Oh, jeez. This is supposed to be a high-stakes show. We got, we got Mikey calling out Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford. Okay. I don't know. I'm I'm rattled at this point. Okay. Uh, well, who you got? Who you got? Well, lay it on me. Well, you know that Sam Bradford's out for the year. He's been out for like the last eight weeks. Kellen Clemens is the starter there. You knew that. Uh, Zach Stacy has a touchdown or 100 yards in six of his last seven games. Uh, very tough against the Bucks though. The Bucks have only allowed two running back touchdowns all year. So what's something's got to give here, Randall? Stacy scores, yes or no? He says yes. Mikey, what do you say? No, no, no. Not against Tampa Bay. Defense is too tough. That's why no, he, yeah, he can't score when Sam Bradford's getting all those touchdowns, man. Jeez, you know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, look, you got to like Vincent Jackson. Hey, 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 look, hey, look, hey, look. I botched that. Okay, keep going. Keep rolling. You did botch that. Uh, V-Jax uh, should destroy the Rams. The Rams are no good against number one wide receivers. Let me just look at the stats here. Yep, dead last against number one wide receivers, 32nd in the league. And it's not like they're, they're pretty okay on the other side of the field, 10th and 12th uh, on the second, on the twos and threes. But dead last uh, for, their, for their number one cornerback. I don't even know who that is. Uh, but, yeah, that's a, that's a good matchup for V-Jacks. Bobby Rainey has a good matchup this week. The Rams allow a ton of rushing yards. Uh, they got eight up by Atlanta Bobby last Rainey. week. Um, uh, Bobby Rainey ate up uh, 163 uh, yards and two scores against Atlanta in Week 13. This is a this this kid can play. Now I know he didn't have a good week last week, but look, the matchups are you know you're not going to have a good game every week, especially when you're a young kid like this. Uh, but I think uh, this is a good matchup for Bobby Rainey. Backs are averaging 19 fantasy points over a, a game over the last five. Over the last five, Mike. So that's uh, that's a good matchup. I kind of like Tim Wright, but nothing nothing real special. Wide receivers have not reached 100 yards receiving in either of the last two games against the Bucks. So uh, I don't even know what you what I would recommend for a St. Louis wide receiver. Probably none. Uh, no Jared Cooks. No nothing like that. Let's move on to the next game. Colts at the Chiefs, Mikey. Uh, this is in Kansas City. Andrew Luck has thrown for multiple passing touchdowns in only. Two of his five outdoor games this year. T.Y. Hilton, if you look at the stats for him for the outdoor games, it's a lot pathetic. worse. It's worse. Yeah, it's pathetic, dude. He has not scored in five straight games, has not even reached 50 yards receiving in four of them. It's like when Reggie Wayne got hurt, this team fell apart. And they brought in Trent Richardson. This, no. this has been a total failure and a total collapse by Pep Hamilton. 
I think there's a movement here in Indianapolis to fire Pep Hamilton. I don't think he's going to make it uh, to next year. No, I, I don't either, Scott. Uh, you're talking about what's happened uh, when Reggie Wayne got hurt. T.Y. Hilton was Johnny on the spot. I mean, he was getting it done. I mean, there was a lot of things that were happening. And then teams started to, you know, they, they double-covered uh, T.Y. And next thing you know, Indy became – their offense became so mundane, so stale. Even even when they picked up uh, Trent Richardson, I mean, it was so stale. And now everybody knows what Indy's going to do. Andrew Lux, he's sitting back there going, what the heck do I do now? So, uh, you know, this is a tough game, tough situation. Uh, Kansas City and uh, Jamal Charles, are you kidding me? Coming off of last week, that was crazy good. Uh, Dwayne Bowe has a touchdown. Let's let's move on to the Chiefs, bud. Dwayne Dwayne Bowe has a touchdown in three of his last five. Only Chiefs passer uh, receiver here that you can even think about starting uh, in this week. The Colts yeah. have allowed multiple receiver scores in five of the last eight games, 11 total scores in those games. But they did shut down Andre Johnson last week, and they were playing from behind all week. See, that's what I'm saying. Andre didn't get anything done last week, and Keenum, you know, was had at least kind of some mojo going, and they got nothing last week. Now, you bring in Schaub to save the day. I'm not so convinced that's going to happen. But back to the Chiefs. What was the bigger fantasy story uh, last Sunday, Mike, or last weekend? Was it Jamal Charles and the 50-burger, or was it Justin Tucker's 60, six uh, field goals with that 60-yarder? Wow. <laughs> well, it, you know, I think it's Jamal Charles. I mean, yeah. kickers are important to a point, but, uh, I mean, how, who would expect Justin Tucker to do what he did? I mean, that was awesome. Is he the unanimous number one running back, uh, number one selection next year in the NFL in our fantasy drafts, Jamal Charles? Uh, no, 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 no. It's, you Not think at it's all. still a little, still a little up in the air. Yep, sure is. Okay. All right. Well, he, he's gonna he he he's making his case. He's making his case oh, to be made, the uh, that well, LT that Marshall Falk type. And if he puts together another strong game, what if he puts together thirty or forty to end the season, dude? You don't think then? I mean, that, well, that's the case right there. That can make the statement, but uh, let's face it, a lot happens. Uh, a lot a lot of things can happen between now and uh, when we start drafting in uh, July and August. So, yeah. I, you know who a guy yeah. I like this week? Uh, I, I was talking about him in my daily lineups, and I was really going to be high on Trent Richardson. I really warmed up to him. Uh, be, but then Donald Brown starts practicing, and then it sounds like it's going to be a committee approach here because they had signed a couple of running backs, so it kind of looked like Donald Brown was out. And Richardson looked good last week when Donald Brown went out. But running backs have rushed for 100 and produced at least 23 points in four of the last six games. Uh, backs are averaging 27 fantasy points per game, and Jennings just put 25 on them last week. So the Colts have an opportunity here if they don't get things going with luck and hilton you should run the ball against these chiefs because they are very susceptible see that's why if you don't have a good run defense you're not going to do very well in the playoffs i don't see the chiefs doing very well in the playoffs if they can't stop a running back and they haven't been able to do so for a while now good special teams but uh very bad against the run so yeah that's true and uh you know that that's going to make a definite impact uh defense wins championships let's face it well, the, the Broncos don't stop anybody on the run, but they've got Peyton Manning. That's a little bit of a different story. Titans at the Jaguars. Let's move on to this game. We've got 25 minutes left in the show. We're almost through the 1 o'clock games. Good Lord. Uh, Titans at the Jags. 
you know, Jordan Tobbins becoming my uh, new favorite player in uh, the daily games. Uh, and I'm not going to lie. I mean, look, I, I think a lot of teams are going to use Jordan Todman this week in the in the daily games. He's got a very cheap price. He has a very good matchup, and he's going to get the majority of the work against the Titans. Uh, this is just a too good of a matchup to ignore. He had a very good debut. Some people have called him the next Darren Sproles, the way he plays. Uh, the Titans have allowed a running back touchdown in 10 straight games, Mike. They've allowed 20-plus fantasy points in right. nine of those 10 how can you turn down a Jordan Tobin in your lineup? I mean, look, uh, I'm not revealing any trade secrets here. Jordan Tobin's probably in everybody's in a, in a lot of lineups this week. Yeah, it, it seems like the it seems like the the probable guy to take. Uh, you know, in, it seems too in probable. Here. Almost too probable. It's it's a Christmas yeah. gift. It's a Christmas gift. Yeah. If you have Jordan Tobin on your lineup and you picked him up in your leagues. It's a Christmas gift. Just go ahead, put it in there, well, bank on and getting I'm not even gonna say I'm gonna say this kid gets twenty five fantasy points this weekend. This is such a good matchup. They're playing at home. There's a lot of good things going on for the Jaguars. They're kinda rounding into shape. They might miss out on that pick, Mike. I don't think they're gonna get Teddy Bridgewater. No, I think Houston's I, no gonna they get won't. Him. They won't Houston. Yeah, that's what I said. That's what I said earlier. Uh Houston's gonna get him, uh, because Jacksonville is playing that well. Jacksonville is they're buying into what's going on. Uh, I don't know about the 25 points. So, I mean, I'll take the under 25. on that. Book right it. Now. Book it. Book it. The Jags, take, uh, let's I'll talk about the, Kendall Wright. Kendall Wright's a very good receiver. You know, uh, uh, interesting numbers that I heard. Edelman has 85 catches on the year. You know, Kendall Wright has 80. He's pretty darn good. He catches a lot of balls. In PPR formats, you got to love Kendall Wright. What this kid has done. And he's only in his second year, Mike. This kid's going to be I know, really I know. It's crazy really good. good. He's not a big touchdown guy, but he's a workhorse down the field. Uh, he has six catches and 70-plus yards in five of his last six games, including Week 10 against the Jags. And then, look, the Jags have allowed a receiver to reach 150 yards in three of their last five. So good opportunity for Kendall Wright to have a very nice day. Yep. If they can get him in the end zone, if Fitzpatrick can get him in the end zone against the Jags, then you're talking about a real nice day for Kendall Wright. Uh, Delaney Absol- Walker... Very good tight end here for uh, for the Titans. Very good opportunity for him to have a very nice day. Uh, Delaney well, had 62 in the touchdown it, against Jackson Week 10. Yeah, if, uh, if if Fitzpatrick could get his beard out of his way to throw the ball, then uh, he'll hit Kendall Wright no, uh, with no problem. I mean, I really like uh, I like Kendall Wright in this game. Uh, but, Please, Marie you know, Jones, that, stay away. Please. You don't think MJD is going to play, do you? MJD, you don't think he's going to play, do you? No, he's out. Oh, please. I just he he is out. Is he confirmed? Is it confirmed this afternoon? I haven't looked. I've been out. I'm um, pretty sure he's out. Okay, well, let's uh I didn't I didn't hear the uh the update. I was just hoping and praying that he would be. Uh let's take a look. We'll go and pull up the news. No, he practiced on a limited basis and the list is questionable. Come on, Mike. I thought you had some new news or something, dude. You cannot be telling people that are listening to the Red vs. Blue show that somebody is out if you don't know for a fact that they're out. You realize that? You could have just cost somebody their championship. They've played all year. They're listening to the fantasy podcast on the radio, on their internet, Man. and here you are telling them that Maurice Jones-Drew is out. <laughs> they, they know before I do. I guarantee it. They know that I'm going to correct your mistake is what they know is going to happen. That's, how, that's, that's what's going to happen. Uh, Maurice, I'm Mercedes like a little Lewis. kid. Mercedes Lewis has a touchdown and eight plus points in three straight games. 
And uh, what else, Mikey? What else? Uh, da, 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 uh, oh, oh, Daddy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Outside of the Broncos, you remember that. Uh, no receiver has scored on the Titans since week two. So don't be thinking that uh, any of the uh, Ace Sanders are going to get uh, in the end zone uh, against these uh, Tennessee Titans. Very good uh, secondary in corners. Let's move on to a very high offensive game. Mikey, you're the expert on the over-unders. Cowboys at the Redskins. What's uh, Vegas saying about this game? How big of a high-scoring game is this going to be? Well, I'll tell you what, Cowboys, Redskins, they're, they're saying 53-and-a-half right now, uh, which tells me that it's going to go under and Dallas is going to win the game. Dallas is going to win the game. Is that what they're saying? Yep. Dallas is a two-and-a-half point favorite. Uh, the over and under is 53-and-a-half. Uh, I think they'll, they'll – get smart and uh, do what they should have done a lot more last week and use DeMarco Murray. If you have DeMarco Murray on your team, you better use him because this guy's going to be efficient. He was efficient last week. They just didn't use him in the second half. Uh, nothing against Des Bryant owners. Des Bryant is going to – I mean, he, he'll he'll get his touches and things like that. Jason Witten, I don't see so much. I see DeMarco Murray and Des Bryant just – going off this week well i'm not going to convince everybody to start these guys like demarco and dez you know you're going to start them you know you're going to start all these guys uh the question is if you have a couple of quarterbacks are you going to put romo in there yeah you put romo in there this is washington uh they they give up a ton of points uh washington kirk cousins he should be a great uh, start this week uh matt flynn just threw four touchdowns against dallas so look if flynn's going to throw for four how many think Kirk Cousins? The only question I have about the Washington offense is Alfred Morris. If Alfred Morris gets things rolling, look out, dude. I know he doesn't catch a lot of balls. I know he doesn't catch a lot of balls, but no running back group has been held below uh, 17 fantasy non-PPR points and six to produce 25-plus fantasy points over that span of seven games. So only one running back group is held below five yards per carry against Dallas. They cannot stop the run. You can look at stat after stat and after game. Nobody stops – Dallas stops nobody. So Alfred Morris is going to have yeah. a big game. And if he takes away two of those touchdowns, are there another two in the bag, Mike? Can, can, can Washington get to four against Dallas? Can, can Cousins have a big day if Alfred Morris gets his as well is my question. I don't, I don't, I don't see Alfred getting two uh, because uh, in big games, Dallas tends to stop the run in the red zone. So I, I, I don't see that happening. Uh, Alfred may get one if he's lucky, uh, but he, he will not get two. Okay, so you like them at the goal line. You like the goal line stand for the Cowboys, and then Cousins, yeah. uh, then Cousins snaps, uh, takes a snap back and tosses it to who? Aldrick Robinson, Santana Moss, Pierre Garçon. Can they catch those little short ones, or are they going to go field goals? It can play fast field goal. Okay, Okay. all right. Well, they got Fred Davis out there and Logan Paulson, so he might see a little tight end action in the corner or something, or maybe Cousins punches it in somehow. I don't know. Uh, Dallas on the other side, look, this is, if you remember last week, 16, last year, Dez and Romo went off. This is a big Dez game coming up. I think after the emotional outburst last week, you know, the crying and the walking off the field and everything, this could be, uh, see, I don't buy into that crap. No, none of that, huh? None of that. Go ahead. Go go ahead, Scott. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm asking you, you don't buy into any of that? No, no. Dez Bryant is a consummate professional. People don't like him. They might not want to like him. 
he is passionate about what he's doing. It's not it's not like he's pissed off about uh, You don't walk his off team. the court. You don't walk off the court in basketball bad, before you no, take no, a hand. No. Bad move, bad move, bad move. And he understands that. But he's no. not mad at he's not mad at Tony Romo. He's not He's just passionate about what's going on. He wants You're to win. You're a Des Bryant apologist. You're a Des Bryant apologist. Get you a Des Bryant jersey. I am. I am. I am. Get you a Des Bryant fathead and put it on your trailer out there. Just, just put get get Des Bryant going. You know, give him a beer. He, I, drinking buddies. You know, when he retires. No, no. I, the bottom line is, I'm I'm glad to see somebody in that locker room, somebody on that team, somebody in that organization that is Dividend. passionate because okay. they're not. Tony Romo you don't think, is not you don't think passionate. You don't think Witten's passionate? He's not. He is, but but he's not vocal about it. He's not vocal know. about I, it, man. I've seen him. I've seen him get in plenty of little uh, heated discussions over there. Whatever. No, no, no. He's not even close to what uh, what Des Bryant's been doing. I love what Des Bryant's been doing. Monty Kiffin's offense gives up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks, running backs, the fifth most to receivers, and the sixth most to tight ends. So, Washington Redskins, welcome to your fantasy day. This is going to be a big Washington way to end the season. Kirk Cousins is auditioning too here. This is a Mike Shanahan audition tape for Kirk Cousins. He wants to get a first-round pick out of this deal. The rat. And uh, I think Kirk Cousins should be heavily used in the daily game formats. That's just me, just one man's opinion. Uh, that's why I start this show. That's why I have it, because I want you to I, I get an opinion, right? <laughs> uh, Washington, 25th against number one wide receivers, so you knew Dez was going to score already. Okay. They're a little bit better against number twos, the number 11 and number 13 overall ranked. Uh, but uh, Aldrich Robinson... Santana Moss. Santana Moss had a resurgence last week, so we'll see if that can continue this week against uh, the Cowboys. Giants at the Lions, Mikey. Uh, you start all your you start all your Lions. We know this already. There's no really reason to talk about it. The Giants. I know a lot of people are saying, "Hey, Reuben Randall, get him in your lineup." I'm not buying it. I'm not buying no. it. He's never faced up against. I hope people at DraftKings. Put Reuben Randall in their lineup. I really do. I like Reuben Randall, the player, but not this year, not this game, and not being asked to fill in while Victor Cruz is out. Okay? I think he'll be great on the other side of Victor Cruz. Okay? Victor Cruz is the one. Reuben Randall's the two. You can bring in Jernigan in the slot. I think that's a great situation for the Giants next year. So I'm buying Randall for dynasty formats. But in this game, Ruben Randall is being asked to play opposite Hakeem Nix, who is the slowest player on the field all of a sudden this year. He can't get separation. He can't get loose. He can't, he can't do anything. Now, he could have a big day, obviously. He's still Hakeem Nix. He's got these big ham hocks for mitts. He could catch some balls. But you're asking Ruben Randall to step into a very bad situation. You're asking him to perform. Now, what is performing? I'm talking about a 20-point fantasy day. Everybody's putting Reuben Randall into their DraftKings lineup because they want to get a 20-point fantasy day out of him. I say you're not going to get well, it. The, you're not going to well, get it. Well, I, I totally disagree, Scott. Uh, first off, Victor Cruz Thank has God. been a big disappointment. Victor Cruz has been a big disappointment. Uh, you know, I, I just, you know, what, what has he done? Uh, Reuben Randall, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, Victor Cruz, I, I can't see him getting over 20. I, I really cannot. Uh when you want to plug in a defense, and I can't believe I'm talking defense right now, but the Giants are sack masters. I 
guarantee you, three to four sacks this this week. And, you know, you might think, well, hell, that's only three, four points, but those three, four points might mean a lot. So I'm taking uh, – right now, Detroit is a nine-point favorite. Yeah, I really they should think be. the Giants are going to cover it. Lions Josh are going to take them to the that. woodshed. This team has given up. No, I never not. back. I never back a horse like the Giants in Week 16. They have nothing to play for. They want to get the hell out of there is what they want. They want to get this season well, over with, get this nightmare over with, and I'll guarantee you that Eli is back and better than he and like to his old self next year. I guarantee it. Eli will be undervalued, well, non-drafted in fantasy drafts all around the country, and he will be back to his winning ways when they just get this vibe and shake this vibe off of them, it's just been a very bad year for the Giants all around. Put it on paper right now on red versus blue. All Giants right. will cover the nine. We'll put a five on it. You want to put a five on it? Sure. <laughs> Inside joke. Uh, Giants at the line. So Detroit, uh, 26th overall against number one. So Hakeem Nix has a good opportunity. Number nine against number twos are a little weak there. Number 24 against three. So if anything's going to happen, maybe Jernigan. Uh, actually, I think, and he's a little dinged up too, but I think I kind of like uh, I kind of like him out of all three of them, to be honest with you. Uh, so, yeah, start your Lions. Uh, Detroit, find, they, they always find a way to lose. They're, they're, they're like the Cowboys. They're like, they like to come from ahead to lose. Cardinals at the Seahawks. Uh, another 4 o'clock game. This is a woodshed game for the Seahawks. They're going yep. to take uh, yep. Carson Palmer to the woodshed. And uh, I love the fact that they just shut out the Giants. Do you remember they did the same thing last year heading into the playoffs? They had a couple of big, big games. I think Seattle defense could have another huge game against the Cardinals, who's dinged up. Mendenhall's dinged up. Fitzgerald is dinged up. Floyd's finally healthy. And Palmer, yeah. since, since, he, since he got hurt with the elbow, Palmer has not thrown for 300 or multiple scores in either of the last two games. Seattle's on a roll. This is not a good situation. To, for, this is the wrong team if you're facing uh, for Carson Palmer to face. I really feel like you should get Seattle defense in your lineup and pay the price. It's never worked out for me before. Usually when I pay the price on a defense, it never works out for me. But this is the week I think you do. Um, obviously, you're starting Seattle if you have them in a redraft. But I'm saying like in, the, in DraftKings, the daily games, uh, I think you pay for Seattle or even San Fran this week. They're 4800 It's a lot of money. Uh, and a well, lot of times defense are kind I'll, of a crapshoot, but I think this is the week you do. Yeah, uh, you know, I agree with that, Scott. And, and, and I would also pay for uh, Beast Mode. I mean, Marshawn, he's going to – this This could be this could be very interesting because, uh, you know, I got Russell Wilson in a local league. Uh, but you do? I really think, uh, yes. and I, But I think Marshawn Lynch is going to go Beast Mode this week. Uh, yeah, I love Russell Wilson this week. He's going to have a big game. Everybody's counting out Russell Wilson in daily lineups. I'm going to put Russell Wilson in some in some lineups this week. I don't know which wide receiver to match him up with. That's going to be kind of difficult to figure out because that is always a hard thing to do when you're facing Arizona. They're number two right. against ones, seven against twos, and eight against threes. They're pretty bad against the tight ends, but I don't want to trust Zach Miller either. So Russell Wilson Baldwin. does have the wheels. You might be able to trust Russell Wilson without his counterpart like without a um, a combo, so to speak. You know, I know you like to, we like to play combos in the daily games, and you like to get that right. quarterback-wide receiver combo, but I think with the wheels that Wilson has, you could probably get away without it. Baldwin, Dougie B, Dougie B's good, man. I like this kid. He has a I touchdown like in 75 in five of his last six games with a touchdown in four of those games, and a receiver has scored 
unfortunately, in only one of the five games against the Cardinals. So I, I can't really use the Seattle wide receivers. But I, I can use well, Russell Wilson. I think he's pretty good this week. Yeah, it, it, it's hard to use uh, any of those uh, wide receivers, Scott. He's but good. one thing about Baldwin, uh, you know, you're kind of rolling the dice. I mean, yeah. if they're connecting right off the bat, the first uh, the first string of the uh, series, then next thing you know, uh, I mean, these guys are going to connect throughout the entire game. So, you know, you'll know real quick. But I, I kind of like to uh, lean toward Baldwin. Uh, and, look, uh, yeah, again, I can't really recommend – Zach Miller has a great matchup. Arizona's been terrible for the year. Arizona still allows the most yards, the most touchdowns, the most fantasy points per game to tight ends. It's a good opportunity for him. You know, we'll just have to see if it uh, if it works out. You like Zach Miller, Randy? Okay. I love him this week. Randy 420 says start Zach Miller. Patriots at the Ravens, Sunday at 430. What do you what do you what do you think about this game, Mikey? Uh, Edelman, good start. Brady, good start. You like Brady against the Ravens? Uh, I do like Brady. Uh, I I don't like Edelman so much. Uh, this is a tough game. This is a real tough game. Uh, I kind of like Ray Rice a little bit. Do you? Yes, uh, I do. Okay. I do. Let, I, let, you let, know. Let, I, let's, he, I want to talk about Ray Rice here a second, but let's let's start with Tom Brady. Four straight starts since 2009. Uh, Brady hasn't thrown for multiple scores in one of those games, so I'm a little I'm a little worried that the Ravens and it's not the same Ravens defense as as it has been for years. Um, but he hasn't been effective. He's thrown a lot of picks and not a lot of inter, uh, touchdowns against uh, the Ravens. And the Ravens, look, they stopped Matt Stafford last week. They held him to single digits. He, uh, you know, it's kind of a uh, Kind of surprising. They're, they're they're kind of getting into gear here. They're getting healthy, and uh, it's like the same old Ravens. They're coming together, just different they're personnel. They're man. Yeah, dude. This is the team that you picked in the playoff championship. Yep. Uh, it was you and Chad right there at the end, right? You had the Ravens. I think he had some Ravens, yep. but that's um, – okay, so let's talk about your Ray Rice. You're, you're thinking about Ray Rice this week? Yes, uh, the the reason is because uh, the inside handoffs uh, between the guards – uh, I, I feel like uh, New England's, you know, they're susceptible to that. I mean, they can give it up. And uh, I see some, uh, you know, seven, eight, nine-yard just crunches left and right. And uh, the one thing about it is it's, what is it, uh, December 20th? It's Baltimore Ravens time. That's when they start playing. And they start getting really hot. So, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see uh, Baltimore win this game and see Red Rice have a big game, even though right. he is hurt. We got seven minutes left. We have to get through a lot of games here, Mikey. So let me uh, let me just say that uh, Ray Rice has not done squat this year, and you're not he's not to be trusted. Uh, he only has one touchdown since week five. He's only rushed for more than sixty three times all year. Keep him on your bench. Dennis Pitta is not getting enough snaps to really be counted on, uh, but he still has a good opportunity here. Uh, the Pats have given up a tight end touchdown uh, to the position three of the last five games. They did shut down Charles Clay in Week 15, but I want to get him in the. I want to get Pitta in the game more, and it should it should be a process. Shane Vereen's the most dangerous player on this field. Get him in every yep. one of your lineups. He had a bad week last yep. week. That's okay. They keyed on him. I think the Ravens could learn something from Miami. I would key on Vereen if I were them, and I'd make everybody else beat him. But I don't think yep. that's going to happen two weeks in a row. I think Vereen will be the guy there. Let's move on to the Steelers at the Packers. Le'Veon Bell is your monster. Antonio Brown is a monster. Uh, Roethlisberger should be started. All three of those. Sanders has at least four catches in four straight games, has a touchdown in three of them. 
He doesn't have a lot of receiving yards, though, since week nine. He hasn't scored over 60 yards receiving, so I'm not ready to trust him. And then you have Heath Miller. Tight ends have scored in three of the last four against Green Bay. Heath Miller hasn't, has score, hasn't scored in eight straight games, so I'm not really ready to put him into my lineups. Let's talk about the Packers. No Aaron Rodgers, Mikey. So that really hurts That's, everything uh, on the field except for Eddie Lacy. It does. It, well, I'll, I'll take that. No, you're wrong. Uh, uh, Matt Flynn and Jordy Nelson are starting to get quite a uh, combination together. Against so, the uh, Cowboys. Against the Cowboys. Yeah, you know, okay, I like Jordy. He can do it. Uh, you know, he, he does Jordy average. He can do anything against anybody. Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, only if the ball gets anywhere close to him. Uh, Andrew Corliss actually. Jo- well, let's put it this way. I'm just a casual fan watching the game. And Five minutes. Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson gets you 20-plus points in this game. He bounces okay. back. I'll write that one down. Raiders at the Chargers. Big game for Rashad Jennings. Gannon. He's a man amongst boys. I love this guy. Rashad Jennings deserves to be a starting running back in this league. Hopefully he gets his opportunity to do so. Andre Holmes, the the sleeper wide receiver, has 130 or a touchdown in two of his last three games. Rod Streeter's been on fire. Rod Streeter's good, by the way. Rod Streeter is a damn fine wide receiver. Five catches and 80-plus in three of the last five. Very good player there, underrated. Daenerys Moore is back in the lineup, so we'll have to see how this all shakes out. But the Chargers are the story. They are a hot team. They're coming for the playoff spot. You've got Antonio Gates, Keenan Allen, uh, Woodhead, Matthews, Rivers. They're all on fire right now, especially Matthews. He's on fire. And Keenan Allen, his points have been rather touchdown dependent, but I say he really gets it going uh, this week against Oakland, who's god-awful against the wide receivers, Mike. Yeah, you know, I've been in love with Keenan Allen uh, throughout this entire year. Once Malcolm Floyd went down early in the year, uh, like week one, two, uh, I was all over Keenan Allen, and uh, you know the the hidden the hidden thing with this uh, San Diego offense has been Danny Woodhead. Danny Woodhead yeah. has been solid, so uh, you know once they can incorporate everything that's going on, they're a pretty dangerous team. And this Philip Rivers kid, I mean, he's just kind of a country boy like I am, but you know he he just does what he has to do, and uh, you know they're getting it done. By the way, if Gates can't get if if Gates isn't right, I think Ladarius Green, even though he has been down, he might be a surprise uh, in this game. Uh, the Raiders, uh, San Diego is 31st against number ones and 31st against number two. So don't be surprised if Matt McGloin puts up a very nice day. Wouldn't that be a a, a sneaky draft king yeah. starter? Bears at the Eagles. You start all of them unless it's bad yep. weather, right? It should be a very fun Sunday night game. This game got moved. And it should be a huge fantasy day for everybody. You don't need me to tell you how good everybody is on that game. And then the Falcons at the Niners, a couple of things about the Monday night game, Mike. Frank Gore needs 144 yards to reach 10,000 in his career, and it's the last game at Candlestick Park. You've got to know that Frank Gore and Harbaugh, Harbaugh is motivating this team, saying let's get it here, let's get it done at Candlestick, let's get him 10,000. Right. By the way, Tony Gonzalez, Second to last game ever, and he's he's a Cal native. Twenty of his friends and family are going to be in the stands. Mike, two guys that really have a lot riding on this game. Roddy White completely torches everything he touches when he's at Candlestick. Mike, that's all the time we got, buddy. Any anything else? Oh, sounds good, Scott. Hey, good luck to uh, John Duckworth and uh, all my friends out there in fantasy football. This is it, bub.
Good luck to everybody fighting in the Roto Bowl and the World Championship. We'll see you next Friday night. Everybody, uh, this is it. Red versus Blue. We'll see you later. Merry Christmas. You've been listening to Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time. <laughs>